0: Hi, everybody. This is Nadia. Welcome back to the Mind and Body Podcast. Today, we have Missy Reader, the founder of Ab She's a fitness instructor, yoga instructor, um, and we are going to dive in and learn more about her company and how she got her start in fitness. Hi, Missy. Thank you for joining us.
1: Hi, Nadia. Thanks for having me.
0: So let's just drive right in. I love your product, Ab and before we get into that, I want to know how you got your start in fitness and what led you to create your product.
1: Sure. So I actually got started in fitness early on when I was in college just to make some extra money, um, you know, to pay for things outside the classroom, you know, weekend nights and food, basically food in college, right, and gas. Right. <laughs> <laughs> um. So yeah, I just taught any kind of group fitness class going at the time, you know, it was way back when, um, thong leotards were in style. I don't know if you're, if you remember that, maybe I'm older than you. I don't know. (laughs) That was all the craze. Yeah. Jean Fonda days. (laughs) Uh, yeah, a little bit after that, but definitely high, you know, high leg, you know, waisted things with belts and thongs and everything matching is quite funny. High hair, you know, headbands and the whole thing. Right. So, yeah, that's when I got started when I was in college. And um, I guess through after that period, having babies and all that stuff kind of took a backseat, except for the yoga part of my life. That that actually went right into the front burner. So I've been really active with yoga through each pregnancy um, and then revisited after having four babies, revisited the gym, you know, getting back into the gym and, you know, attending classes more than teaching classes, but but also being a personal trainer and um, doing that. Wow.
0: Pretty busy. So you mentioned that you have four children. So you, do you did you remain active with yoga solely throughout all four pregnancies?
1: I did as much as I could early on. I mean, when you're a new mom with your first baby, it's a little bit, um, you know, your whole world gets turned upside down. So, as much as I could, I definitely used yoga breathing. I became a yoga teacher when I was pregnant with my first child. Oh wow. And I used yoga breathing um through the birth of my child, so I you know was able to give birth without any medication. Um so that was that was quite remarkable. Um and then through through the healing process of that As I said, I became a yoga teacher. So we bought our first house and I ended up opening a yoga studio in our home. Oh uh, nice. Yeah, in our first house. And it quickly grew to eleven classes a week. And we decided to move it downtown and open a studio downtown.
0: Um, That's awesome.
1: Yeah, it was it was really a special time. Uh, we called it the OM home, and it was really a special time when we had it in our home because I would make a pose of the week handout for everybody. So they would really learn the poses and also a recipe of the week, which we would share after class. So everybody after the class would gather in our kitchen and, you know, the baby was around and then the second baby was around and, you know, it was, it was a really special time. Wow.
0: That, I love that. So did you take any of those principles into your new space once it got a little bigger and you moved downtown?
1: Yes, actually I did. We, we, we rented the yoga studio and the rent became the, the space next door became available. And I said to my husband one early morning, <laughs> you know, the space is available next door to the yoga studio. I'd really love to make a cafe. And, um, he said, okay, so we did it. So it was wow. pretty much like that. <laughs> Why not? Let's give it a try. And, uh, he and I both designed the kitchen. It was a very small space. We, we designed the kitchen and, um, we had a, a limited menu, but first one in town to be a coffee house with organic coffee as well as juices. And we had this like crazy juicer, <laughs> this centrifuge juicer that cost us like $3,000 or something. I don't know. But, oh. <laughs> but. <laughs> It was like, uh, you know, everybody came for their coffee and their juice and um, just a little bit of something to eat. And we got to support some local vendors, too, you know, some bakers, other stay-at-home moms who were cooking out of their house. We we tried to buy all of our products from sources like that so that we could promote other people and help out in their, you know, in their, their family and, and their work as well.
0: So were you doing the juicing and the organic coffee thing before it was a thing?
1: You know, looking back, I guess I guess we were, at least in our area, we were. I mean, you know, we started juicing. I'm sure people were juicing, obviously. I mean, you know, that's how we, you know, bought our juicer. But I don't think it was as much of a craze as it is at the moment. Um, you know, we made smoothies and, and juices and all that stuff. And definitely in our area, um, in Orange County, New York, it was really, you know, ahead of the time. And so was yoga, you know. It was funny because, you know people didn't know what to think of yoga. You know, everybody's first question, if they're not used to it or, you know, don't have an education about it is, you know, is it, what is it? Is it a religion? You know, I don't want to change my religious beliefs, whatever. So, um, you know, that takes a little bit of a learning and understanding that, that in fact, it's not that it just makes everything, no matter what religion or um, beliefs that you have, it makes everything better. And uh, soon to find that, you know, through having the women, mostly women, women come to the house and take the classes. And then at the studio over time, um, really became welcomed in the community. I became known as the, the yoga lady. And you know, <laughs> we run into people in the supermarket, like there's the yoga lady. Oh my God. You make my wife so happy. I love when she comes to you. She comes home. She's so happy. You know, so, I love that. That yeah, was great.
0: It's cool because that's really what fitness is about—it's creating a sense of community, you know, inside the classroom but also outside. So I'm sure you, you developed a lot of long-term friendships
1: as well. I did. I definitely um, did. I mean, I was from the area, so I I had a, a lot of friends in the area as well, but definitely formed new friends and long-lasting relationships. And we decided um, eventually to move. We I was pregnant with our third child. My husband's um, a New York firefighter, and we decided to move closer. To his work so that when he got off, you know, he wouldn't have such a long commute. So that was a a major decision that we had to make as a family because we had, you know, we had bought our first house and it was really beautiful. And we had these two businesses and, and we walked away from that so that we could, you know, like I said, be closer to his employment and he could be home and be spend more time with our family. So, you know, that was one phase in our lives together. And it was a very special, special phase it was hard to walk away from, but we definitely have still have such great memories. It was just such a perfect, just the way it all went down. It was just such a, a perfect little, you know, time capsule there that I'll cherish forever.
0: Yeah. So what, so what, with that change? What, how did you, is that when you launched Abby's or did you just start doing training in your new
1: location? Like, how did you continue to practice as a professional? Sure. So, you know, I'm a speech pathologist, um, by profession. Um, oh. so I was that first and then became the yoga teacher. And then we moved. And uh, like I said, we, we had Rachel, our third baby. And, um, and then we moved again and we had Emma. <laughs> oh, wow. And uh, I was just, just past 40 and I decided, uh, we, you know, I was getting back into the gym and running a little bit outside and all of that stuff. And I said, you know, I always kind of wanted to do a physique competition. So I started to just research the different shows that were available in our area and so forth. So, I, you know, I picked one. And I, I started to train for that physique competition. And through that process of really being in the gym and seeing what the other women were doing, learning how to train myself for the stage and, you know, what kind of um, foods to eat to lean out and all of that stuff and, and observing the other women, it became very apparent to me the frustration uh, and the style of working out of the women not getting them to the goals that they that they desired and that they really deserved in my mind, you know, now having given birth to four babies. I'm like, these women are working hard. They're spending their time. They're spending their money. They're definitely putting in the effort and they're not achieving the physique goals that they want to. And that really, I don't know. You know I guess it struck a chord in me. Um, so through my own training for the physique competition, I decided to become a personal trainer. So that's when I, Um, studied for the National Association of Sports Medicine. So the NASM personal training certification uh, certification. And then I started training, you know, the other women in my neighborhood. Basically, (laughs) like, you know, I have uh, kind of like this formula that if you follow, I can um, help you get to reach those goals that you have in a shorter period of time. That's pretty,
0: I like how each stage of your life, and it also kind of mirrors with each birth of your child, um, your children, um, you kind of like reinvented yourself, like, you know, um, you opened the yoga studio, then you opened the cafe, and now you're a personal trainer. I think that's pretty cool, like looking back um, at your career chronologically. So I think that's really cool. So how has that, is that what you currently do now? Um, have you, did that create a buzz in your community? Like people were seeing results that they hadn't been able to see in so long? Absolutely. I mean, absolutely. I
1: like that you, that you picked up on that. I think as women, we're always evolving. You know, we we get to each stage, you know, starting early on, really early on. You know, even before puberty, we just go through these different stages of self-identity and, and physique, definitely how our body's functioning, right? And, um, mm-hmm. you know, I think that if you're open to, You know, just accepting and learning about yourself and then what's the next step from here? What's the natural progression from here? Um, That's the way I've kind of lived. That's the way I I teach and train and to not fight against, you know, nature, sort of speak, or your Mm -hmm. body but to really understand it and to meet each day and each moment with curiosity of like, okay, what do we have today? Because you know what it is, as soon as you figure out a stage or a phase of how you're feeling and how your body is responding to different things, it changes. Right. And that, and then you get like, well, I used to do this. I used to work out like this. I used to eat this and it was fine. I was like, no, 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 what's happening today. We need to know what's happening today and we need to be okay with moving forward from here, you know? So yeah. Um, so to answer your question, you no. Know, from there, it definitely created a buzz in the community. I was working with them with these six-week programs. They were really achieving phenomenal results. And going back to that community idea, what I did was I partnered women up. I tried to stick with two. Sometimes it worked out that it was three based on schedule. And I partnered them up with the thought that I didn't want them to train with me forever, that I really wanted them to have this be part of their lifestyle and that to start to rely on each other and support each other. And so a lot of um, new friendships were formed through that process as well, which was very rewarding for me. I love to watch that. I love to see women supporting women. Uh And um, through that process, what happened was, you know, with my training for the physique competition, and I got very lean, Extremely lean. I'm five eight and I think I was weighing like 115, 120. Wow. With really low body weight. And during that, when I was when I was at, you know, looking like that, I could see two hernias coming through above my belly button between my stomach muscles. So, you know, it became really apparent that the I had diastasis, which is separation in the, the two front stomach muscles, and I had two hernias pushing through. And I did a lot of research in terms of, um, you know, whether to try to heal the diastasis, you know, with just some exercises, core strengthening, pelvic floor training, or to go for surgery. And because the hernias were coming, coming through, I decided to go for surgery. And I talked to other women who just had the hernias, um, corrected or fixed. That means like just over top of the hernia, have it fixed. And they mm-hmm. told me that, you know, the next year, another one popped through. So I decided oh. to go, yeah, I was like, Oh, I don't want to do that. So <clears throat> I decided to go and have the entire, um, plasty and diastasis recti repair. So in other words, you, you know, the doctor will take kind of corset your two stomach muscles from your sternum, your breastbone, all the way down to your pubic bone, It kind of ties them together so that new hernias cannot poke through. And um, when I went in for surgery, we didn't know, but there was actually a third uh, hernia as well. So I was like, well, you know what? Let me do this surgery now because I'm the lightest that I am and I'm in the best shape that I am and I'm gonna recover, no problem. It's gonna be fine. <laughs> and that was a big surprise, big wake-up call that I'm not superwoman. Oh wow. <laughs> uh, it was, you know, quite an invasive surgery, as you can imagine. I was cut hip to hip, and it was really an invasive process. Um, but the recovery just knocked me over really. I mean, in terms of weight gain from not being able to work out to different parts of my body, um, swelling, um, pooling, I think of, you know, lymph and other fluids in my legs and so forth. And, and the whole healing process really did a number on my back and my hips um, left me with TMJ in my jaw, um, Oh gosh. secondary to abdominal um, weakness, core weakness, so you know, I learned, you know, I went, I actually went to see Dr. Uh, Perry from Stop Chasing the Pain. Did you ever hear of him? No, I haven't. Oh, he's an awesome resource, really great teacher. And I'm um, lucky he lives not so far from me, closer to you, actually, in New Jersey. Oh, wow. Stop Chasing the Pain. And he always talks about, you know, it's really not where the pain is. There's something that's, you know, causing it somewhere else in your body, right? So I was having terrible TMJ and I, I didn't know that was clenching my teeth um, tr- trying to recruit strength for different activities throughout my day, because I didn't have the underlying core strength anymore. So um, he taught me some exercises. I learned a lot from him that I still incorporate into my training today and relieve my TMJ within two weeks. Wow. And so yeah, it's really amazing. Cause everybody's like, Oh, you're stressed out. You're a mom of four or blah, blah, blah. And I'm like, no, 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 that's not it. I know it's not it. Yeah. <laughs> it's something else. <laughs> so anyway, I figured that piece out and, um, I stopped by the way, just to back up, I stopped training all of the women because I went in for surgery. So I put all of my clients on hold and home programs mm-hmm. and, um, then, once I went through with it, I thought I would just pick up where I left off, but that didn't happen for me. I really had to take care of myself uh, for a very long time. I had no f- sensation in my stomach, no movement in my belly, like, you know, even just to pull your belly in um, or feel it at all. And my entire abdomen was numb. And, and how um, long was that feeling for? It still is. You know, oh, so wow. I had, <laughs> I had that surgery in June of 2013 and still around my right down the center around my belly button. It's still numb. still numb. Wow. So it takes a lot, you know, I'm still in training, still, still work in progress. (laughs) But, um, I was very frustrated because all of the exercises that I learned how to do, uh, were firming up my stomach in a protruded position. So Mm -hmm. I wasn't able to pull in and engage my abdominal wall. So I was creating this big barrel belly and, um, was very unhappy with how I was looking. I no longer had an hourglass shape and I -hmm. I had the traditional kind of body where it's, you know, you know, breast bigger, waist smaller, hips bigger Mm -hmm. like that. Um, So that was just was like a straight down torso box kind of a look. So that was frustrating for me Mm -hmm. and um, all the yoga learning that I've done. Nothing was working for me. And um, one day I was sailing on the catamaran in August of 2016 uh and i was leaning back so we have a small catamaran it's a beach cat so it's like 19 feet anyway i am in the trapeze and my husband always sails and uh you know he does the the um the sheets or the the sails you know with the ropes and yeah. i'm leaning back to hold the boat down in the trapeze and because of the angle of my body i was you know we had a long tack out past coney island brooklyn I'm like, okay, the wind's steady. We're gonna be on riding this for like 10 minutes, just like this. So I just started messing around. He didn't know what I was doing. You know, I'm just messing around, moving my pelvis around, trying to pull my belly in and stuff. And then I and then I could start to feel my stomach being able to pull in, I guess, because of the way my body was angled back against gravity. Like I had to hold myself up at the same time. So I was just so out of my mind with excitement. Like, Josh, you're not going to believe what's happening right now. Like, I can feel my stomach in a way I could not feel it before. Right. I cannot believe this is so awesome. I'm like, I'm going to have to make this at home, you know? <laughs> so he's like, okay, all right. You know, so we started, you know, playing around with names. That's why I came up with Abby's because I was in the trapeze. Ah, <laughs> yeah. I like so, that. Yeah, he's like, Abby's trapeze, get abs like these. You know, we were like yeah. fooling around, you know, tossing around ideas. I'm like, I totally have to do this. You know so then you know we went home he made me a prototype and um once we had a real prototype made when we had it sourced you know uh, i discovered that it's not just good for abs like i've already made over a hundred different videos with different movements you can do on the abby's total body and you know you can face forward and work your abs you can face away and work your back and your glutes and the backs of your legs so I'm like super, super excited about sharing this now. This new that's fate, right? That's such a great
0: <laughs> story. Like, um, just all that you went through physically to cr- come up with the creation of Abbey's. I love, I love how that, and I love how you didn't. It just, it just happened. You were just out sailing, and like, it just, it wasn't something you were like, okay, I'm gonna sit down and sketch different ideas. It just, yeah. I feel like that's how things happen when you're meant to do something. It just comes to you. So, yeah. um. So that's awesome. So your husband helped you with the prototype. And then, so when did you officially launch Ab Ease?
1: So, you know, the idea is the easy part <laughs> with yeah. anything. This is the second um, idea that I have brought to market. So um, I already knew, I already knew what was involved. I already knew that it wasn't going to be easy. That's for sure. Um, I have a book of ideas. None of them have I brought to market besides one other one. So I knew <laughs> if I'm going to do this, I'm like, I know I believe in this. So I'm going to go through these steps um, to make this happen. So it really was a long time. So the idea was in um, June of 2016. It wasn't until this past November 11th, I picked November 11th, 11 <laughs> ah, uh, to launch. And, you know, we just opened the website and, and started selling off the website that way.
0: Great. So did you tap back into former clients um, as like, you know, people test out prototypes or did you just go right dive right in and just start selling it to the public?
1: I had um, some prototypes at my house and anybody, I invited anybody and everybody who wanted (laughs) to come and try for sure. You know, not everybody's brave enough to do that or they think you're really not serious, you know. But I did get, you know, a handful of people to come over and give it a try, which I was thrilled about. Because, you know, anytime, you know, for me, I feel like if you find something that works and that, that you like, whether it's a recipe or a method of parenting or you know, any, any, coupon, mm-hmm. you know, like share it, you know, yeah. share it. So yeah. um, I live by that. And I feel like, you know, the more you share those good things, the more good things come and flow right through you. Sure. And um, so, yeah, I was just like, yeah, come and try, come and try, come and try. So, you know, some, some have, some are customers now.
0: <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> so are they, um, would you say that you, your typical customer is a female, male, both?
1: For the for right now, it's female. I think that that will change. Um, right now, it's mostly me showing and demonstrating uh, the Abbey. So I think it's maybe viewed as a feminine thing. But once you get on this tool, you are going to just be like, oh my god, this really—it's hard, you know. My husband, yeah. every time he's on there, I'm like he's like shaking. He's like, I can't believe how much you know this works or whatever, how effective it is. So I, you know, I just have to get more men in my videos on social media and stuff and stuff like that to get more of a male response. But I, I really have no doubt that it will become if you're into fitness, if you're into movement, it's going to become one tool in your toolbox that you're going to want to use. It's especially great for circuit training. Um, you know, where maybe you're just doing some dumbbell work, barbell work, and then you hop on and do some core work. It's definitely great to, to throw into the mix, you know, of everything that you're doing. Aside from the portability, you know. Yeah, I could definitely
0: see that. Um, Your videos are great on Instagram. Are there any favorite moves that, or traditional moves that you would say um, are easy for beginners to use if they have already, if they already have the abbeys or interested in starting to using the abbeys?
1: Yes. In fact, in our video library that I was telling you about, I Mm -hmm. have all the videos, um, categorized so if you just click on the beginner ones uh, you they're all they would all come up so it'd be really easy for you to find the ones to start with but the one that I started with that is the reason why I created this and was really the only reason why I was going to create it aside from all of the other exercises was simply putting the support pad around your hips leaning back from the anchor point whether that's a door or the anchor point using the carabiner. So in other words, your body's just at an angle against gravity and you're able to lengthen or shorten the suspension strap, depending on what your abs can handle. So Mm -hmm. when I was in the trapeze, I was just leaning back at maybe a 45 degree angle. And um, you know, I've worked with my neighbor next door, he's 87. And we had it where he's almost standing up, but because you're, On the support pad and you're not on a stable surface, say like a floor or chair or bench, you have to recruit your core so that you don't swing to one side. So it's really great for balance and stability as well as just the ab wall. So, you know, you can shorten the strap, you know, if if you need to be a little bit more upright or you can lengthen it until you're almost laying on the floor and having to suspend and hold yourself up just like that.
0: I love that you just train you train your 87-year-old neighbor um, on the abbeys. That's pretty badass. I like that.
1: I really like that. That's my pal. Yeah. yeah. we garden together too.
0: That's really cool. Um okay, so what I'm, I am what I am I love that I'm getting out of your story is how supportive your husband is. So, does the family um help you support your endeavors? I feel like it's a cohesive unit and that's what able you to get such great success. Do you feel like this is something that if you didn't have that support, not only from your husband, but from your girls, that you probably wouldn't be where you are?
1: Well, you know, I was married before in my early 20s. And uh, when I when I got out of that relationship and I was, you know, kind of thinking, well, would I ever get married again? Or what kind of husband would I be interested in marrying? I often, often, often said to my friends and myself, you know, wouldn't it be amazing if you had a partner in your life, a husband in your life who just supported you, you know, just, you know, whatever you decided you wanted to try or do. And they said, yes, you know, Mm -hmm. like, sure, give it a try, you know, to live fearlessly and to live with the feeling of unconditional support. So you're not afraid of failure. And if things don't work out, that's fine. You just try something else, you know, Mm -hmm. and that's my husband, Josh. I mean, I'm just so blessed and he's, he's really everything that I hoped for in a husband. That's Uh, great. Totally supportive. Um, he never said, you know, do you think you should do this? It's like, you get one shot here, just like me. If this is something that you want to try, give it a go and see, you know,
0: that's awesome. That's great. Um, I feel like that helps you as an entrepreneur, as a mom, as a a human. uh, And it helps alleviate a lot of stress because you said you have a book of ideas, which is pretty cool. I thought I was the only person that had that. (laughs) Um, And so like you, you don't have that fear, wish I could, woulda, coulda, shoulda, because you have a partner in life that's pushing you along. So that's really cool. Um, So that brings me to my next question. As a family, do you find that... um, Because you are the health and wellness expert in the home. Do you find that everyone else is on the same page as you? Are there some members of your family that you kind of have to push along to be a little healthier? Or is that just something that's part of your um, home?
1: Do you mean my immediate family with my children and my husband? Yeah, correct. Um, You know, I don't really push it. Uh, I lead by example. They see what I'm doing. I think it's really important for women. And I talk about this a lot with my clients, you know, it's really important that your children see how you fit in daily physical fitness, not just weekend physical fitness. You know, how do you do it? How do you, how do you maintain your health? You know, how do you cook? So, you know, we, we involve the children in our cooking. We don't um, necessarily restrict them from eating anything. You know, one of my children, is vegan. Three aren't. Um, about what's in the food. We talk about how to make the food, how it affects your body. What, what, you know, is each nutrient good for, you know, how that relates into your health and in terms of physical fitness too, you know, like going for a walk or going for some exercise, get trying to get the kids involved. But I really don't, I really don't push that. And I think because I don't push it, they just, Kind of gravitate toward it at times. I can't say that they're the most active children, but they're not the least active either. Right? Um, They're super busy with school and and stuff. I mean, uh, yeah. I mean, I don't know. You know, they they play a sport here and there. Not overly active, not underly active. I think we're they're pretty much all even though not no one's getting left behind. That's for sure. That's awesome. What I I think in the long haul. My hope is, and I really think that that's happening, is that they've watched me this whole time. It hasn't been a phase that I've gone through. Um, I teach regularly at the yoga studio. I have workout um, clients that come here, or I go to their house. At times, I've taught whole fitness classes in our house, and they've been a part of that. And I think that I think that it's I think it's sinking in, and I think it will be part of their life long haul. I think I hope.
0: <laughs> I think so too. And and I think you're right. It may not be a parent now, but when they're older on their own or even in college, you you never know. Um it's just because it because they've seen you do that all their lives, it just becomes a part of them. So I definitely believe children are a sponge from like beginning to. So I love that I love that you are consistent. I had a friend um, and she was a oh my gosh a chronic dieter she would try every fad diet everything like that and the more it was more like a co-worker and the more i got to talk to her her mom did the same exact thing so i uh-huh. definitely feel like even when you don't think they're watching they're watching so yes. um totally totally on par with that so last few questions i i have to know because you have such a seasoned background what are your top three tips for general health because you've pretty much done it all. So what are the top three tips you would give to someone that maybe on a fitness journey that that just started or fallen off track, and they need to get back on track? What are your three top tips that you like to offer?
1: Sure, I, I love this question. And it always comes down to these three things. And it was part in your question, you know, I've tried it all. And that's what I encourage other people to do, whether it's an eating style or a workout style, you know, you can't read about it in a book or a magazine or see some celebrity doing, or hear your, even hear your best friend talk about it. You know, you really have to try it on for size and see how your body responds. Um, Especially when it comes to, you know, the exercise and the eating piece of it, you know, you can't just stuff yourself into a, a mold and expect the same results as somebody else, you know, you have to, especially if it's going to be like a, a lifestyle choice, it has to fit, you know, it has to fit your, your emotional level. It has to fit, you know, just your activity, energy level, your schedule during the day, your family schedule and your body type. So that's, that's the number one thing, you know, you have an idea It looks attractive, some kind of style and like try it on for yourself, you know, eat like that or exercise like that you know, not once or twice, you know, give it a real shot. And then you'll have personal experience to know if it's right for you. Um, The second piece of advice is to, you know, when you're when you're trying to decide which um, eating style or workout style is right for you, when you're going through that decision making process, look at somebody who's done it for a long time, you know, not even six months, but for a couple of years, and then decide for yourself, is that the body type that I'm attracted to, you know, or is that the lifestyle that I'm attracted to? Mm
0: -hmm. So, you
1: you know, sometimes we're attracted to certain exercises um, for different reasons, you know, aesthetics being one of them. And, you know, maybe, maybe getting out some aggression might be another one, but, you know, look at the, look at the big picture long-term and see how this exercise Um, has affected the people who are doing it for a long time and see if that's something that, you know, still remains attractive to you. So I think, I think, I don't know, do you, do you you usually say that to your clients too? Or no, I know you also teach some fitness classes, right?
0: Yeah, I teach bar. I'm definitely um, agree with you. I'm not the cookie cutter type. A lot of, you know, there's so many things out there, you know, try this diet. And I, definitely agree with you. Everyone's different. Everyone has a different body type. Everybody's responds differently to different workouts. So I think that's, that's, those are great pieces of of advice, especially people are, um, with this day and age of social media, they tend to idolize, you know, a lot of fitness professionals or celebrities, as you had mentioned. So just because you do, it doesn't mean that that's how you're going to look. And for all you know, they could not be doing that particular workout for that much you know maybe they're just promoting it maybe they did it for a week right. you don't, you have no, true you have no idea so I, I like that I like I think what you're saying is totally realistic I think the more realistic you make it the more likely you're to stick to it so right. um and it's life right it's not a quick fix so I, I I agree with both your points I love that
1: yeah even with not following celebrities but even your friends like say say for example you know, everybody's going to spin class. So you're like, okay, I'll go too. Mm -hmm. But you really hate it. Mm -hmm. You know, you really don't like the way it makes you feel for some reason or the other the schedule. Like you don't want to get up at five in the morning, whatever it is. It's like, you know, okay. You're hearing what your friends say, but you really need to step back and make those, you know, does it really fit into me and and my life? And then, you know, that just leads me to the, the last piece of advice is, um, My motto is kind of it. It switches, like you said, it evolves through the years. (laughs) So currently, (laughs) for a while now, it's been just, uh, just don't do it. Yeah. (laughs) Instead of just do it. Um, I'm one to not say, um, suck it up and go to the gym, or you know some of these other sayings that are out there of like you know just get it done. Um, For me, I like to think ahead of time kind of do some pre-planning for the day in terms of like, well, I was going to go to yoga class today. Is that, let me picture myself. It only takes a few seconds. Once you, once you put some thought to this, you know, how am I going to feel when I'm in the room? Let me, let me feel what the room I've been there before, how the temperature is the people that I'm going to be with. Is this really going to serve me in the best way today? Am I going to leave feeling really emotionally at peace and feeling physically like, um, I, you know, I got, I got what I came for, so to speak, or, you know, is it, is a short run more of my alley today or, or just a slow walk, you know, or just throwing some weights around, you know, like a few dumbbells in my bedroom. Like really what's going to do it for me and what's going to leave me with the most peace. Mm-hmm. So, you know, that that's really the way I guide my personal training right now. Um, and actually when I'm working out, I do that too. Like I never really follow, for example, when I'm doing dumbbells with my arms, I never really follow a set, um, like reps and sets. I kind of just start to move and, you know, should I do a few more of these? I'm always in a continuous conversation with myself. How's this feeling? How's my shoulder feeling? How are my biceps feeling? Should I do more of these? Should I switch it up? You know, and kind of move it more intuitively. But I think, that might come with age, right? <laughs> so. I think
0: I think that's very progressive thinking. Like I feel like the I can agree with you. Like if you if you if you have a set schedule, like I always do Zumba or I always do spin on this day, and you're just not feeling it, uh, you're not gonna get the same benefits out of that workout as if you're pumped to go to that class. I I if you right. go begrudgingly, you're just gonna kind of like maybe not half asset but you're not gonna give it your all. So I definitely think that um you should listen to yourself a lot of us don't um and you're like kind of in this robot like got to go to class, you know like <laughs> right <laughs> so I like how you I like how I like what you said about having conversations with yourself no I don't think I think that makes you really in touch with yourself and like I don't think a lot of people do that I think those are great pieces of advice and i I'm assuming that might might be who you are or might stem from some of your yoga training um. But I think mentally that kind of helps people maybe slow down, maybe not feel so rushed and like, okay, I don't have to do five more sets. I'm good. I'm good with two, like, you know, or whatever. Um, Those are great pieces of advice, Missy. I like that a lot. Um, So to end, please let us know where people can buy Abbeys, what's next for Abbeys, If they want to follow you, where can they find you?
1: Sure. Um, well, the site is the name, so it's, um, a B ezecom So www.ab ezecom Um, and that's the only place that we're selling right now. So, uh, along with that, you can get a membership and you can get invited into our private Facebook group where I'm putting up, um, usually about two workouts a week. Um, that you guys, you know, that the members can do and follow along, or just they can go back, always go back to the library and just pull whatever movements or exercises, even yoga postures we do with the abbeys, which I love too. Um, Or there's workouts and dances on there as well. So, you know, my goal right now is just to continue to um, feed that, that membership library. So just with as much content as it possibly can so that, you know, this doesn't just become a tool that, sits around, you know, that just is another like, oh yeah, I have that too. I really, I believe in the functionality and the effectiveness of it so much. And I, I want people to use it. So I'm continuously, you know, inspiring, hopefully with showing how I'm using it every day myself. And, um, and like I said before, it's portable. So, you know, I want to encourage people to, you know, so what you go away for the weekend, you go away for the week, you bring it with you and you can work out right in your hotel room, which by the way, I didn't know I was going to love this, but I love because I used to be crazy with like, you know, I have to go down to the gym before everybody gets up, before we start our day in the hotel. Mm -hmm. And, um, I always came back feeling like I missed a special part of our time away together as a family, whether or not it's just laying around on the beds, watching TV or, you know, whatever, you know, just being there in the morning, like talking about, you know, how our day was going to go down. So now I'm just in the room with everybody and do a little bit of exercise, take care of myself again, setting the example to my, for my children to see, you know, like even when we're away, it doesn't have to be difficult, you know, but you just need to stay active and stay moving, moving your body. And, um, so that's a really, anyway, that's a really exciting piece for me. I love that. Um,
0: because <laughs> I am but. the same way on vacation and um, I get up so early so that if when I come back, my husband is still sleeping. So I feel like, but I know what you mean, or even at home, you know, you get up and you, you try to hit the gym before everyone wakes up, but you miss the morning time breakfast or, you know, you kind of miss the just hanging out in the bed and, you know, weekends or, so I, I can totally relate to that. And I love how it's an effective workout that you can have at home Um, And you don't have to be sweaty and drenched to do it. So it adds a lot of versatility, which is kind of cool too. Um. Like
1: I can't even believe how effective it is without breaking a sweat. Like it's, it's, it's remarkable. Like you asked me about a favorite move before the, um, the hip hinging action, like the deadlift action on the Abbey's. I think that's probably my favorite move. And really quite honestly, if I only have five minutes and like say I'm throwing on a dress and we're going to go out to dinner and I, you know how it is like when you, like when guys like they go and pump up their biceps or something, like I'm like pump up my booty. So I just go on there for like five minutes and put a song on, you know, which is like three or four minutes. So it's like three or four minutes, really not even five and just do, you know, the hip hinges for that whole time. And then boom, you know, I got, (laughs) got my dress going on, I'm feeling good, you know, and it really is that effective, you know, just to pepper it in, through your day. I love that. Well, that's great.
0: So, uh, and where can they find you on Instagram? Because that's where you're giving all the great videos regularly, right?
1: Right. It's A-B underscore E-Z-E on Instagram. And then on Facebook, it's um, Abby's Info, A-B-E-Z-E-I-N-F-O. Yep. So I'm on Instagram and and Facebook. Um, Hopefully you find me there. So Instagram's fun, right? So A-B underscore, like an underline, E-Z-E. Well, that is perfect. Thank you so much, Missy. I really
0: appreciate that and we I have to take you up on that offer and we have to do an Abby's workout together sometime soon. I would love that. <laughs> well, thank you so much and I hope you enjoyed our interview today, everybody. Remember I did. Thank to, you for having me. Of course. Remember to check out Missy Abby's. Thanks at Missy.
1: Okay. Thanks so much, Nadia. All right. Bye-bye. Bye.